0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Forward Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong, your host. My guests this week are Scott and Seth Avid, otherwise known as the Avid Brothers. I love this band, and I have for a long time. Uh, such an honor to have them uh, on the show, an honor to sit down, uh, to have the opportunity to sit down with them on this show. And uh, a little surprise at the end... In the form of music that maybe nobody has ever heard. I was like, "Really, guys? You're gonna debut that here on the forward?" I love you. So, uh, quite, quite the pleasure. In other news, I um, we made our migration to Aspen, Colorado, for the summer, which is is something that the family and I love to do. Obviously, not 100 degrees, but. I got to tell you, this this community is amazing. People are amazing. Mountain biking is world class. Um, And so just great to be here. Before we left, Max had his eighth birthday party. Happy birthday, Max Armstrong. Had the foam pit in the backyard. To all you parents out there that are planning a birthday party, when somebody comes up and says, oh, you ought to have a foam pit, listen to me. Don't do it. You will thank me later. Nonetheless, Max... Happy 8th. I love you, buddy. The other thing I want to say before I get, uh, we get to the Avits is um, this is not going to be, I don't know, the average age of the listener of this show. Um, I can kind of guess, but I'm 45, about to be 46, and it really sucks getting older. And, and I'm you know just the dumbass that at 45 still acts and thinks that he's 25. So, what I'm talking about is burning the candle at both ends, you know, traveling all around the country, uh, working hard, training hard, eating like crap, drinking too much alcohol. And you know, in the last couple months, I think my body has just said, it's like a little tap on the shoulder, like, hey dude, you are 46 years old, about to be 46, "You, you are not a kid anymore, slow the F down. So that is what I'm going to do. You guys didn't ask, but I'm just telling this is a big deal for me. And it's such a big deal that most people in the country, probably around the world, make New Year's resolutions. Well, and then they ultimately don't keep them. I'm the same, but I, re- I actually rarely make New Year's resolutions. But I made some summer resolutions. So I'm going to challenge everybody... It'll be like, you know, you get to do it twice a year. You can do your New Year's resolution, but let's all make a summer, a list of summer resolutions, right? And I don't need to tell you mine. You don't need to tell me yours, but I think it's a good idea. And so I did it and I'm going to stick to it all the while remembering, bro, you're not a kid anymore. Slow your roll. See, I just gave away one of my resolutions. Um, anyhow, thanks for tuning in. Any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions? Send me an email: theforwardpodcast at we do sport uh, It's so fun and cool to, to see this listenership grow and grow. I so much appreciate it. This one's a special show. I drove. I was in Charlotte for Jimmy Johnson's event and um, his charity event, and so I drove out to uh, actually to Seth's farm. Seth and Scott still live very close to each other on the same farm basically the same farm that they grew up on and uh having known them for a long time uh but not had a lot of conversation with them this was an opportunity to talk for an hour about a bunch of questions that i had and uh again to the brothers thank you so much they're playing red rocks here in colorado in early july i cannot wait to be at that gig and i hope you guys enjoy have a great day Boys, thanks for doing this. Our pleasure. Thanks Thank for you. Having first first question. Have you ever sung the national anthem at a sporting
1: event or any event? I sang it for Bonnie's, uh, like a, a baseball game that her, um, some work thing, a very small, small level, no, no, no jumbotron right. type of situation. So I've done it once.
0: Yeah. And the only reason I ask is because I'm here in Charlotte for Jimmy Johnson's charity thing uh, called the Fit Fest, Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. Foundation Fit Fest. So they had a bike ride, they had a 5K, they had a kid's Spartan race, they had all, all this stuff. And uh, before they were going to start the bike race this morning, they were like, yeah, we're waiting for the person to show up singing the National Anthem. And they weren't show- they weren't showing up and the race was supposed to start. And this lady goes, well, I'll do it.
1: Steps up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Out of the blue. Her, I'll do it. I
1: love wow. it. Wow.
0: So to me, it's like I wouldn't, well, first of all, I would never sing in front of other people. Secondly, I wouldn't sing the National Anthem. And this lady's like, yeah. well, I got it.
1: Just and at she, the ready.
0: And she crushes it.
1: Of course she did. I mean, great. and it was just like, no big deal. You know, it would be a great idea to plan for that. To, yeah. to, you know, to plan that, you know, yeah, we've got somebody there. They're on their way, but, the, oh, yeah. but all along, hearing, you got this yeah. person. Yeah, Jimmy. Pro- a wise Jimmy probably. I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll get the scoop later. <laughs> the no, I, don't, I, I was watching. I
1: don't. An accident, was it? Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't. And she, you know, I kept waiting for her to forget the
1: words. Well, you know, she. She had an excuse if she did forget the words. Right. it's not like she was right preparing for it. She couldn't, yeah, she she couldn't live. So there's it, the beauty in that. That's yeah. the way to. Do I mean,
0: it. I was sitting there going, "I'm sure somebody. We can pull it up on our phone and play it. You know, through, yeah. you yeah. know, iTunes or something. That'll work. Put the mic up there.
1: I think there's a lot to expectation, but probably that's all more than any. Yeah, that I certainly think uh, would I do it justice? Would yeah. I do it right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so many of our songs. It's it's our. License, you know, we can do it however right. we want to do it because that's the key to our expression. But and if for we forget, that, if we forget the words, we can just say we were just planning on it. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Start we it, yeah, humming, Can't yeah. really forget those words. Yeah. yeah. I had
0: uh, Lyle Lovett on a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about the very same thing, you know, because mm-hmm. he's his his you know library is so deep, and and I'm like, you know, and I, you know, I go see enough music that you know the guys get older, and the next thing you know, they got the prompters, and you know, you yeah, know, can, yeah, we watch it happen. I mean. I could never, I couldn't remember one song.
1: So. Yeah. But you guys, yeah, you get to just. It's a gradual thing, though. And and, and all the lyrics and all the songs that we've written, uh, they, it all makes sense. One line leads you to the next line. Mm-hmm. Somehow in our brains, you know, each, you know, since we wrote them or even the songs that Scott wrote, the lyrics, they, they, um, there's something about each line that leads me to the next line. So yeah. it's never like, that I can remember all the lyrics at one time, but I, but something in, in each line sparks the the next one. Yeah, always. And, and we, I think we write like we talk, or we attempt to write like we talk. I don't know that I, I don't know that we always have or always will, but for the, as long as I can remember, that we've been making music. We writing like we talk uh, helps us um, have less to hide behind. Yeah, uh, you know. So it is entertainment, but we're really exploiting our own our own lives and it's,
0: and it's interesting to be here like i can see out on these fields you know driving i didn't realize i just thought we were coming to seth's farm yeah <laughs> i didn't realize this is where you boys were growing up so now it yeah. kind of it it, you know for the listener at home if you could imagine that we're looking out on these these old north carolina farms yeah. that you boys grew up on yeah. speaking of playing somebody else's music like you could play the national anthem or you could play whatever um as i was thinking about this podcast and reading about y'all's lives and um, one of the first things that came up uh, yesterday was, uh, was this cover of Black Hole Sun mm-hmm. in, that you guys did in Orlando. And uh, I didn't realize that there, that there was a relationship there between you guys and Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. By the way, the version of that, well, back up, everybody covered that song right. over the course of a week. Right. Okay? You guys, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. Nora Jones. Nora Jones, Zidabert. <laughs> yeah. um, but that one... And long it was, you know, almost six minutes. It, just, it was, I did, but I didn't want it at the end. I was like, yeah, it was was like wait, yeah. the, and then it goes again, and just. Yeah. Um, one of the comments, and I don't know if it's true. One of the comments on YouTube, Seth said that was that a guitar, or one of you that was a guitar that Chris Cornell actually gave to you?
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure, sure was. Man. Yeah, it's got the mojo all over it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you carry and you tour with that.
1: Uh, I, I did for this last run. We opened each, each show with uh, with Black Hole Sun, and then later in the set um all Bef- three nights before his passing you did no no no, no. no. just just since we uh, we worked at black Hole sun and then we we also have been doing preaching the end of the world which is another favorite of ours of, of a song a song he wrote uh mm. in the late 90s but uh yeah he, he he gave me the guitar it's uh it's awesome it's it's been a, a, a scott was saying uh, kind of bittersweet sort of thing to share those songs because uh, he was a, a dear friend mm. and
0: Cause he's sitting with you guys on on Letterman or Kimmel or one of the, one of the late night shows. I yeah, think on I Fallon. Yeah. Fallon.
1: Yeah, and we we played uh, here in Charlotte. We played we sang with him uh, during one of his shows and worked together some and mm. worked on some songs together and. Yeah, we did that. To be sincere about it, we we had started working on songs together, writing together, and had worked uh, a bit in the studio together, and so we kind of had an ongoing project. We did have an ongoing project that <laughs> we had, uh, you know, just recently. Uh, he had let Seth know when when you're ready to get this. When you guys are ready, let's. I'm ready to go, pick up where we left off. We were all so busy, but one of the things that Seth and I were talking about that hit so uh, hit so hard and uh, hit home was when we worked with Chris. Uh, we didn't anticipate how connected we were. Of course, we were affected by him musically as right. kids. Growing like up, Yeah. Like I mean, everybody. we knew all the right. songs because we just. We just took him in right. but uh, but when we worked with Chris it was kind of like sitting in with you know just the, the 15 or so year older version of what we we're doing mm. and we connected instantly we knew what it took to get a good take of a song and we were we just it was so seamless and so natural uh, it was a real a real feel of, of kindred uh, 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 community mm-hmm. he was yeah. wonderful it was wonderful he was wonderful yeah I I never met
0: Chris Cornell but I had Tim Comerford on the show who's oh, yeah. was in audio Slay with him yeah, and is yeah. in Rage Against the Machine yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Prophets of Rage. And so I talked to, to, I call him Timmy C. I talked to Timmy C. Uh, he was actually heading to the service the other day, and he was, you know, uh, he, he's, Timmy's, you know, he, you got to catch him on the right day. Like one day he loves you, next day, you know, so he's all over. and But he was, uh, he and Chris had started to sort of reconnect almost like this, and yeah. I think Chris was maybe, you know, looking for, Something, something great. I mean, they were talking about Audio Slave getting back together at one yeah. point, and
1: yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, you, you couldn't uh, predict it. I mean, I, the one thing we knew about Chris was he loved to work. Mm. He, he, he loved to work, and and he, he. I think he replaced a lot of things in, in his in his younger life with work. Like he just he was ready at any time to to tour, to to make mm. songs, to record. It was really one of the many inspiring things about Chris. Yeah.
0: No, you can't. When you have a friend, I mean, it's, it was like Robin Williams, and you have a friend who you just get that yeah. call, and you're like, "Wait a minute! I never saw it. I didn't no, sense that." And I think it's yeah. a hoax when it happens. Uh, yeah,
1: speaking with Rick Rubin about it, he said, "I, I thought it was a hoax when I heard it." He's like, "I just couldn't believe it." Yeah, Chris and I were texting like three weeks ago, or yeah. three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, I got the news, and it was just such a weird thing because because what I what I've said to a couple of a couple of folks that are close to us recently is like, Chris, his his. His stardom you know and his star quality and and what he was to me when I was 11 years old or 12 years old for those 20 years before I met him that was that was, he took up such a, a big space in my mind you know mm-hmm. j- just for being just this incredible singer and this great artist but then in just in like the three and a half years that we that we knew each other uh, it, it almost almost immediately all of that became so small because he himself was such a a big uh I don't want to say personality because it's not like he was like Super outgoing or really loud in a room, but it's just he was just such a good person and such a, a warm person and and just such a kind-hearted person that in your like in our first conversations with Chris, uh, the 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 sheen of stardom just kind of almost completely went away because he because he took up so much space just as a as a person. You know, I'm not sure if I'm articulating that very well, but but he 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 was incredible and 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 that. That uh, the amazing parts about him went so far beyond what we knew of him as um, as a as a leader of a band or as a singer in a band, mm.
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of playing with people, uh, and I did I did not know this story, although I should know the story because I'm from Austin and Central Texas. <laughs> but I remember when these wildfires blew through uh, Bastrop and Bastrop County years ago. I didn't know you guys that that obviously something like that happens. They, The benefits start rolling in, and Mm -hmm. and you know there's a bike ride, there's a festival, there's a you know bake sale, there's everything. Sure, sure. sure. But I didn't realize that Ray Benson organized a little wildfire relief. You boys were in El Paso. He says, "Come over here and sit (laughs) in with Willie Nelson."
1: Yeah, we were like, okay.
0: (laughs) I watched the Rolling Stone had this animated. Did you see the Rolling the animated thing? Yeah. I kind of wanted to see the real thing, and I was like, wait a minute, this is like almost like The Simpsons. You know, it's like. Yeah. But, but it was, but it was pretty good. because yeah, yeah. it's you telling the story, Seth. No, no it's, it's it's got. Oh, is it yeah, you? Yeah,
1: but yeah. But it's yeah. It's pretty. The animated version is kind of yeah. like the best. One well, the stage is about see. five
0: feet wide. Yeah, yeah right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that actually did happen at. Uh, Ray Benson's birthday party this past March when we when we sat in with Willie because yeah, that a few stage ago. is tiny right and there we are with Willie we did a whole set with Willie for that we didn't once again we didn't plan on being with Willie he just stepped on stage while we were doing our last and song. and we didn't know how to play any of the and songs by the way we didn't know and he the, just he
0: looks at doing. you and says you know this and this chord and this. so that he just
1: comes up and starts playing and and the the world revolves around it. Right, that's that's, it. That's, See, I would that's just get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd well, say my brother's got this. Yeah. Or vice <laughs> and, versa.
1: And by having it would mean I would uh, pretend I was playing. It. Which is what and we I did. Actually the time. half the songs I didn't even play, I was just like, man, I've got a front row ticket just to sit here and watch him sing. I was just like standing three feet away from him, you know. He's one of the greatest guitarists uh, ever. I mean, he's just amazing. Really? A- at 84, yeah. when, just, wherever just, he is. Yeah, awesome. just at his birthday. Man. Yeah. So good. But um, yeah, the the, the performance for the, the Wildfire uh, benefit was, you know, he... We were told, you know, we're doing these songs with him. Whether Willie knew we were coming up or not, it's hard to hard to say. But right. we stepped up there, and he grinned as big as he could.
0: But he had the full band, or he had... It was Reds. him and his son, and yeah.
1: Sleep at the Wheel was the house band. Yeah. yeah. So Lucas was up there? Lucas was yeah. up there. But, you know, him and Ray are such good friends. And yeah. Ray, Ray knows Ray's a trip. That. He man, he sure is.
0: Ray Benson's... Uh, if For anybody listening, Ray Benson is fucking crazy. Oh, man.
1: And he's taking us into Austin, like... Yeah. He said, this yeah. is your town as much yeah. as his mom, I, love it. I mean, he's yeah. just amazing he's like eight feet tall he, he man he is one of a kind he is a giant in so many ways physically and otherwise I need he's, to get he's him like on here. he's like an encyclopedia i mean if yeah. i mean if anyone listening to this gets a chance to have a conversation with ray just ask him just any question about about country music or about country western swing uh the pop music from the 40s whatever the man he just knows so much i mean he it, it's a real education just to be around him if you yeah. get in a, a conversation about music man you can just get, get a, a composition book out and start taking notes because he just has so much information in his head. You know. Yeah. it's amazing. Huh. He's an advocate for, uh, for, you know, being from the north, coming down to Austin right. and becoming, you know, almost like the ambassador yeah. of Austin. Uh, yeah. he, There's a big really cutout cool. of him at the airport. Yeah, and he's no, he's
0: know. got his bar and restaurant. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, right when you're going, right. right when you're about to go back to out to baggage claim, that's yeah. his.
1: The spot. Oh, he validates guys like us that come into the world. And if somebody says, Oh, well, you know, so and so ain't legit, or so and so ain't from Texas, so and so ain't country, so and so ain't Nashville, mm. he's the first one to say, So and so don't have to be anybody. They're right. just being who they are and they can do what they want. That's what I did. Yeah. It's awesome. It's well, awesome.
0: and that's, and I had this conversation with Lyle a couple of weeks ago because, you know, for him, he's a young kid, goes to Texas M, you know gets immediately pinned as a as a country and western singer. Right. Goes to Nashville. They're like, "But Willie had the same thing." Yep. You get there and they're like, "Well, next thing you know, they're like, "No, I'm going back." Yeah. But, you know, just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it and I'm sure that didn't I'm I'm sure you guys
1: didn't have we to go We understand that. Yeah. We understand not being, you know, not being part of the the mainstream of country, right? I mean, it's it's similar to the Texas story yep. because North Carolina has a different Music story, but it's a rich one, and mm-hmm. it is one that we understand, and we're a, a product of, and I think we relate to to Lyle and re- relate to to Ray on those uh, yeah. levels quite a bit. Yeah, in that in that regard, we feel very at home in Austin. Like Texas has just been a good. Dallas has been amazing as well. Yeah. Man, well, we that's
0: where know. we first met. We uh, we saw that's right. at the old ACL studio, Austin yes. City right. Limits studio, which yep. was which back then, which again, guys like Willie and Ray and, mm-hmm. and Lyle made. Famous, for lack mm-hmm. of a better yeah. word. Uh, but that old, uh, I guess you'd call it a studio at the communications school on campus. Yeah. I remember thinking, uh, they're going to build another one? They're going to try to do better than this? Yeah. they Actually, I have to say, they actually did it's a pretty good. damn good. The it's new one great. was amazing. But, yes. but that taping, that was the last taping I saw. Y'all's taping was the last one I saw at that old building. And I remember, and I'd seen all kinds of shit. I mean, you name it, I'd oh. seen it. At that at that place, and I remember watching that show that that night, and I I tweeted out I said this is, I said I've seen everybody here Pearl Jam you name it, Coldplay everybody, great performance. This, I said this is the best show that's ever been played in the studio. Man, that's, yes. huge. Man, that's huge. That's <laughs> huge. I mean I it was nobody was I didn't know what to expect. I'm like all right these guys and brothers <laughs> coming good. in that's yeah. good. and when, I mean now you're on the drums and it and I was like it was so much. Uh, intensity is not the word but energy and with the you guys the crowd the band the we family lucky, vibe we were, we were lucky to, hit yeah. it, to be on that
1: to be able to play that room before yes it, it changed. i we, think
0: that's right i wonder what they do with that room now they probably they should use it for some of these things they and then we had dinner at the house one night you yeah. know mm-hmm. i was yeah. on that same trip that's right i was like these boys i need to have them over for dinner. Like, they are not uh, going away that's when
1: we <laughs> realized that what a music fan you are i always think uh, for some reason, you and Bonnie Iver in my world are are synonymous because you were you were talking a lot about mm-hmm. Bonnie Iver. I think yep. on that trip, yep. talking about how great a show. Yep. Because I was only familiar with the recording, and I still haven't seen him live. But I'm such a, and I just love him. Yeah, I'm a huge love fan. Love his, his work and his newest record is it's, it's insane. incredible. Incredible. It's
0: incredible, and it and it just shows you how y'all's industry works. Incredible. I mean that, 99% of the music world doesn't even know he has a new record. I mean it just yeah. sort of came. Yeah. It, it didn't.
1: It's an interesting time for yeah. all that, for yeah. for getting the word out and for for promoting a record and publicizing. And when that person you know, so done. big, yeah, 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 yeah. that's Yeah, and the newest record is this. The, I mean, it's really somewhat of a genius. Like you listen, it's the, the same effect. Blood on the Tracks from Dylan had the same effect on us. Like it was the first listen, you're like, I don't know, I sure like that early Dylan. And then you listen again, you're like, I don't know. And then you hear again, you're going, Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on, this is. No, this is this is brilliance, right. and Bonnie Bear, this newest record. You go back to Emma uh, Forever, yep. but uh, this new one, there's, he's like pushing things yeah. to a point that have well, not he, been pushed. He's Justin. He, I mean, he's out.
0: He's out there, man. He's like, yeah. well, first of all, how will you make for Emma I mean, Forever? I mean, in the I'm gonna go hole up in a cabin mm-hmm. for three months in Wisconsin in the winter. No,
1: mm-hmm. no
0: way. I'd go crazy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking
0: of Dylan, you guys played with Dylan. We did. This is kind of a, re- a recurring theme on this podcast all the time because every, you know, especially musicians that come on, I'm like, I'm kind of fuck around and say, can you get Bob Dylan? Can you help me get Bob Dylan on the podcast? <laughs> I know it's never going to happen, but it's just funny because well, he lives I, in that
1: split level right over yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> then you know we came from that way. Yeah. we might be going back. Keep, that, yeah. um, but that, and, and I went back and rewatched all that. From the Grammys, that was two thousand. You guys, so Ken, you, Mumford, You guys, Mumford and, and Dylan. And Dylan comes out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and and <laughs> we were invited to that thing. The Ken, the producer, uh, at the Grammys <laughs> said. You guys are gonna get nominated. I know yeah, that. There's no doubt. He's like, there's no doubt. He was so just confident and, and confident that we were gonna get nominated. We didn't even get nominated. So we get so like, we get invited to perform on there. and we didn't even get nominated. He said, I don't care if you're nominated. You got to perform. He's yeah. like, you're you are so important to this yeah. this generational this folk thing. Yep. And uh, we the looking back on it, it's, it's odd that we Seth and I were both like, are we? Should we? Because we were kind of like, is this? is this embarrassing to do this since we didn't get nominated? And we, we looked at each other and said, uh, our 15-year-old self, if you get invited to the Grammys, yeah. you just, just go, go and play. Just right. go. You don't you don't ask questions. They're reaching out and saying, you come, we're going, let's do it. It's yeah. an honor. So uh, so it was awesome. Man. Did you
0: hang with Bob Dylan?
1: You know, not not sort personally, of, but not we really. went to the party. Yeah, we went to this after party. So there wasn't a
0: rehearsal or anything? There was. There was, yeah, yeah, there was a rehearsal. Yeah. He was he's, there. He's, yeah, and we worked. But up, he's like Jesus yeah. Christ. Like he doesn't. It, That's it right. Just, it
1: just. Yeah, he just appeared. <laughs> he appeared. They moved the stone aside, and he just stepped out and was glowing. And uh, yeah, he, I mean we. This time the stone was a dumpster. Yeah, they just moved yeah, it, yeah, it, it out of the way, and like he just kind of stepped it. out from behind it. We we uh, we interacted some. You know, we kind of worked the parts out and all that, but it wasn't like a hang, you know. But then we played the we did the the show, the Grammys, and then we went to this after party, and it's like this you know full on like just super exclusive party at the. uh Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Five Davis, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow was oh, there, yeah. and Neil Young is Young there. And, what? Uh, I think John Legend <laughs> was there. Spinning. Yeah, and and, and uh, so <clears throat> see, I see Dylan over in the corner, and uh, I start walking towards him, and uh, I get within about five or eight feet, and he's seated, and uh, I'm I'm approaching where he, where he's sitting down, and his uh, bodyguard steps in front of me, Uh-oh. and like and this guy was like the most intimidating looking man I've ever, and he was not like like we we were just at the grammys and like justin bieber and and eminem and and all the you know these really gigantic pop stars they had huge bodyguards you know Seven men you, you know just these huge very tall very big take up the hallway the whole hallway kind yeah. of guys you know but dylan ha- had this like this guy was about Scott size one dude just this one dude who just had the look in his eyes like he would just just destroy everything in the room if you needed to. It looked like a, like a martial arts specialist. Right. It's right. Tough to say, but he didn't say a word to me. He just he just stepped in front of me and gave me the look like don't no you know and uh, and so of course I stopped and uh, I started shaking and just, I'm like ah! <laughs> and, and and I started talking to him uh, and but then Dylan sees me and he's he's like oh no it's sorry. All, it's all right and uh, so the guy steps out of the way Dylan stands up shake hands for a second uh, we we talked for a moment. Uh, our sister got to shake his hand, mm-hmm. and uh, and Dylan says to me, he says, uh, he says oh, that was great, that was great. I'm like, yeah, that was great. And he was, he's like, we should do it again. We should do it again sometime. And <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> here's my, what's, <laughs> what's your cell? cell? Yeah. Here's mine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. this. Is like this is completely out of my control. That sounds, that sounds really good. And uh, and then it, it kind of got, uh, um, you know, distracted or, or or basically the conversation basically ended. And then within like 30 seconds, I noticed him ducking out behind like the catering table you know and it was i I, at that moment it kind of dawned on me this is this man is at at a party with like the most famous people in the country if not the world and even amongst all of them he has to he has to sneak out away from them for 50 years he's been walking in rooms and when he walks into a room everyone just stops and looks at him bob dylan just walked in the room you know like how that must must be very if they recognize him yeah. He's yeah, so stealth. But it's but so, it's just but it's it's got to be alienating to be yeah. Bob Dylan. You
0: well, know? i had always heard when he was at a festival or something, he because he wants to be out and he wants to, he didn't want to stay in the bus. He's a normal
1: know? dude, I think. Yeah. 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 So he
0: yeah. would. This could be complete BS, but he'd put on these disguises or a wig and he'd get out and you know, just kind of walk around like he thought he. He
1: could know, just but, blend but in. That, he just had to I get. I think that's likely true. Yeah, he, he
0: just had to get it. out and move around and. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But he does whatever he needs to do. It's all good. I mean. who knows what he needs to do. And
0: then blow off the Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) I I will never, as long as I live, understand that. But that's, that's, maybe it's part of the thing. Like, I am such a bad mofo. I'm just, this is what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a tendency for artists, too, though, who, like, he, I remember that they weren't sure, they wouldn't tell us who we were performing with for the Grammys at first. (laughs) They were saying it's a legend. So we were like, well, is it Springsteen? Is it? Neil Youngs, Dylan. At the time we thought maybe it could be Levon because he, he was, he was. Yeah, there. they're thinking. Oh but wow. yeah, so we, we weren't, we weren't really sure who who it was going to be, and that would be cool. Yeah. And this may or may not be true. Really, this is just some story we heard. But we heard later that uh, uh, Dylan was working on a painting, and they had to wait if he knew he was going to be finished with that painting or not. If he, if he was going to be a stopping point, that's just what we were we were told. So who knows if it's true or not? But I like the story. Because yeah. he's like, well, I'll do the Grammys if I finish this painting or get it to a stopping point, yeah. but if not, which, which again, <laughs> again, outlines sort of the difference between his vantage point and ours, you know. Because oh. we were like, oh, we got invited to the Grammys, we have to go. Like, That's every right. everything else <laughs> has to completely stop. But for Dylan, it was like the Grammys. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Yeah. You know, attend the the Nobel ceremony. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, like wow, <laughs> Ball You know, baller. <laughs> what? He's a he's baller. A baller. He's a baller.
0: I thought you said I was like, what? Did you just say he's bald? <laughs> no, no like, he's
1: just a baller. No, he's not. This you just he's made
0: the a, podcast. Yeah. Hey, I hey, am no, 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 serious. You no. want to break some news? No, no.
1: Bob Dell is not no, bald. No no, 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 no. He's a baller. <laughs> no, he is a baller.
0: Speaking of paintings, Scott, let's talk about your art. I didn't, sure. I didn't, I had not until again the last couple of days just digging into y'all's lives and going back, and I didn't realize that you were so prolific when it comes to art and.
1: Sure. Well, painting is um.
0: By the way, your website's down.
1: Yeah, it's uh I'm rebuilding it because there's was a lot of old work. I'm and, sure you uh, heard that. I have. Okay. Uh it's it's down intentionally, but it, it a new one is in the works. I text him every close. morning, I'm like, "Site still down?" <laughs> <laughs> um our school um was very beneficial for me like I I learned how to paint there. Yeah. I started painting. It was probably 1999 and it was over just drilled into us that um uh, you know, most people in art end up waiting tables mm. or finding other ways to make a living. Yep. Or they end up teaching. Um, and worse, most stop painting or making art. And, you know, I, after school, to uh, 2000, I just, I was like, there's no way I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep a, I'm going to paint. I, I'm I'm born to make things, to create things. So, and that's one of my mediums. So, uh, I'm just telling you that because for some reason I've had this drive to just keep painting. Yep. And uh, I can't pretty cliche. I, I don't really control it very much. I just try to answer it yeah. and uh, and make and uh, create music. It's, it's the same. It's just been going on for sure for longer, right. I guess. Uh, and they they overlap. Sometimes they butt heads. Right. Whatever it it
0: exhibitions is. all over and
1: I, I've shown very few times. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I am showing two pieces at the Southampton Southampton Arts Center. I'm curating a show with uh, with uh, the head uh, David Kratz is the head of the New York Academy of Art, uh, which is a figurative art school. Yeah. And there, uh, I, I made close friends with the painter Eric Fischl, mm-hmm. who was a, just a, <laughs> a legendary painter, an amazing painter, a very talented man. I read his memoir, reached out to him. I wanted to do a, um, a, a studio visit, really, just to see how he operated, because yeah. I was needing some change in my own studio. And Eric, who is a huge music fan, said come on I'm a big fan of your work and uh <laughs> so
0: good when that happens <laughs> oh
1: it's amazing <laughs> so like, ah. yeah yeah and he he didn't know I was I was a painter and um he was really excited to find my work and I Lance mm-hmm. Eric is 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 a very talented man I mean he his work is uh, I don't know I don't know how to articulate it, it's art it's visual so it's difficult for me to articulate but as a figurative painter yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from I've learned a lot from him yeah. so uh he kind of pulled me into the New York art scene. Yeah,
0: quickly. I always with art because I, I love art and that collected over the years. And would you guys probably remember? Yeah, and, and, I mean, for me, it's so much like I and I was, I guess, I still am on the board of the Aspen Art Museum. If you, if you ever come to Aspen, play the belly up, yeah, gotta, which you guys well, yeah, should we have come, done, yeah, it we before. have We've done the belly you up. You should come now. again. So we, should. we we at the museum built uh, an incredible new museum uh, right in downtown Aspen. Um, but for me, art is just like. I, I can't get in these conversations where it's like, oh, mm. it's you know, it's like I turned the corner, I saw it, and I, you know, it responded. Was either, it, it, it was either there or not there, you mm. know? and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's very simple. That's probably you know the the true art collectors and artists and uh, and uh, you know what they critics. say: you should
1: buy it because you like it, not mm. because you're making an investment, or, or even just it. appreciate you know, it if, if you love it or yeah. appreciate. It, that's the because there's thing. a
0: lot of stuff you like that.
1: Sure. These days. Sure, sure. Yeah, you get your mind blown. One hundred and
0: thirty million dollar Basquiat last week. Wow.
1: Hundreds. Is that f- the is that the highest?
0: Uh, that, I think that's the highest. Uh, sold yeah, publicly at, at auction. Yeah. Japanese. It was in the New York Times just the other day. He's trying to start explaining why he bought it, and he bought it because he liked it. Hey. One hundred and thirty mil. Hey. I asked um, some. Fans on on uh, fa- on my Facebook page to shoot over some questions. Oh, good. Yeah, there's some pretty funny ones. That's that's great. They're always you never know. I mean, there's some really funny ones, like what flavor is yellow snow? Somebody says. But I'm, I want to. <laughs> I know. That that's what they said. But I'm glad that they think we wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm we glad we would have that. The They would expect that. us to be the specialist on that uh, matter. They already know the answer But I wanna to ask question.
0: I wanna I knew I was coming to your studio, but I didn't realize I was gonna walk into a record collection. <laughs> right. And I immediately right. went straight to the Holland Oats. I'm I'm yeah. a oh, i am i am I love Hollow Notes. Yes. Love. John Oats John Oates actually lives in Aspen. That's so, right. we yeah. played with him. Um but but when I saw the record collection, I realized that I have to ask uh, this question from Kevin St. Laurent. He said, would they be interested in browsing a local record shop before Thursday's
1: show at Meadowbrook? That's t- tell me. yes. Because you've been We'd here. be interested for sure. We definitely have some record-seeking members of the band. There's no yeah. doubt about that. They yeah, tell time we, pro- we probably were already planning on coming. Do you guys ride bikes? Mm. No. Scott does a little bit. I do, but I've... Yeah.
0: Here's a... a, 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 I didn't know this was going on, but this... uh, Brian Burgess says, uh, when will May at Last play on HBO or see some other sort of wide release? I didn't know that Judd Apatow and that fellow were doing this documentary
1: until I started reading all about this. Yeah. It's incredible. Like it's incredible what they did with it. It really is. is January it, we hear is gonna is when it's HBO. gonna be premiered on HBO. So was it a? Are we talking
0: music documentary?
1: Yeah, it's a snapshot of the uh, of our lives and and the recording process for the last record for True Sadness. So uh, they started filming in twenty thirteen. Is that right? Yeah, twenty thirteen. And and filmed followed us around uh, sporadically for 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 early fourteen. Okay, they started in in Asheville early fourteen. 14 okay. So they followed us around sporadically for almost three years, mm-hmm. and, uh, years, and made a film out of it. They they were here in this room. They they were in the studio with us. They were at shows with us at Madison Square Garden and, and others. And uh, four person crew. I uh, knew what it was going to be. Everybody at said, all, we're not sure what movie we're making. We're not sure what it's about. They said that. Yeah, yeah. Judd yeah. Judd and I. just started. I, right. Right. I, like, I mean, uh-huh, he really? he just he just <laughs> bankrolled this thing, not knowing where it was going. Just because he believed in it, believed that there would be something, and eventually there was. Amazingly, I was I was saying to an interviewer the other day, it kind of, it still kind of blows my mind uh, that there that there is a beginning and a middle and an end for this thing because for us, it, it is it's just our lives. We're just living our lives, you know. And Scott and I don't have uh, a, a really intriguing, interesting conflict. <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't have like a. There's no heroin addiction. There's no uh, like we don't hate each other. Like we don't have like a lot of the things that that normally make documentaries really interesting or make brother bands interesting is just not present really attention yeah
0: that, just, that doesn't exist yeah but there's well, something else happened in it I mean, yeah
1: we screened it at South by Southwest and then again here in Durham at the uh, Full Frame Document Festival in Ed- Edmonton Canada they've done mm-hmm. they did one London is going to do it in November and it's been the the response has been amazing yeah it's a subtle it's a subtle film but it's warm it's very warm and it's very human and i think like you know like what that saying what we're saying is uh that sort of real time yeah. emotion doesn't exist as much as it did mm-hmm. for us as kids like mm-hmm. for us as kids we saw kind of real-time emotion now it's like rapid fire emotion right. And this is a, a little maybe a little a moment to slow down. Yeah, the film kind of kind of slows you down a little it's, bit. It's, it's interesting. It's happy and sad. Yeah, it's great though. It, it really is, and and, and it's, it's got to be a little weird watching. it. yeah, it yeah, yeah a little, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of vaguely surreal especially watching in
0: a room full of you yeah. know five hundred other people, whatever other you know. yeah. Yeah, it's, how they respond to it and stuff. Yeah, you like, oh, yeah, how's that good. gonna go? Yeah,
1: and like the things that are funny, we're like, oh, is that funny? You know, because like, we're just we're looking at it from from the inside. It's just a it's a bizarre thing, but it's. We could tell that it was—it's an honest take and an, and, an, and an honest snapshot because it was kind of surreal. Like, and there's some vulnerability in it. Like there are yeah. moments where we're watching and you're going, "Okay." I mean, there's definitely moments for me that were, were embarrassing to me. Like I'm not talking about, "Oh, I slipped and fell." I'm the way I—I'm I, I, uh, uh, unarmed hmm. And, hmm. and reacting to the recording process, which has always for me been uh, pretty exhausting. Yeah, you know.
0: And, uh, and for judd apatow that's not you know his his right. you know his lane is <laughs> is I mean, he's one of the best in the world at what he does and he writes comedy and, no you know, question you know directs and produces com- i mean so yeah. this is way out of his or yeah. maybe not i mean I, you know clearly he
1: from the outside it seems talent. like it's a yeah. it's a departure right but uh i mean for us it kind of been a more natural fit you know him and rick are good friends <clears throat> and uh i mean i think rick initially brought Brought this idea to him, and and but Judd, was was all, he was all the way into it. Let's talk
0: about Rick Rubin. I mean, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of different "quote unquote" different people this the last half hour, but I mean, Rick Rubin is <laughs> he's one of a kind. <laughs> you know, if he was in this chair, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I could sit here. I mean, it just he whether it's whether it's rap or rock or folk or it, it's, and then he's got this persona you know the, the the buddhist thing and the big but, but the rolls royce and like the whole the hair and then the weight loss and like i love the weight loss thing like the dude like started oh. he started working out with all all these guys my yeah. buddies yeah. out there he lost all this weight mm. that made it even weirder for me
1: I'm
0: like, <laughs> yeah. like this guy will do anything yeah seriously
1: he loves wow. life rick loves life he 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 knows the blessing that life is mm. there's no doubt about it mm. uh, and and he puts that and he puts that uh, out. He helps show us that, and I think we help share in that with him. And uh, um, Rick, Rick, uh, all those things—they sound so out there and sort of up there. But Rick's the first person to sort of <laughs> help a friend be grounded. Yeah. He's kind of—he helps ground people mm. around him. I think <laughs> he's a very grounding force. Which, when you think about all the persona stuff, that would tend to uh, go the other way. Like, right. whoa,
0: it's so big and out there. So do you do you guys go out there to record with him,
1: or does he We have, several, we have quite a bit, yeah. Because yeah.
0: yeah. he kind of works in his yeah, he's got his, his space his there.
1: Spa. Yeah, and he's got such a great studio there, and it's fun. It's fun to do records together. We're in the process now, and Seth and I so far have built uh, uh, a list of songs in this room, and we were talking about well, do they come from here? But the more we work on them, the more we we know. There's a there's a camaraderie and an enjoyment to doing mm-hmm. with Rick that happens maybe takes them from So you'll
0: start in this room with 20 songs. Well, this time we have, right. yeah, right. we have been,
1: yeah, we've, we've been, we we try to to um, to stay away from a formula as much as we can, you know. And there is a different dynamic when we're when we're going at it with the full seven-piece band, yep. and you know, producer in the room, engineer in the room, assistants in the room. Uh, there's a no matter how we do it, a little bit of pressure gets added, you know, because yeah. you don't want to waste anybody's time. You don't want to be the one that. That, um, that doesn't knock it out in this take or whatever, you know. So, like, starting here has been good uh, for, this, for this time because it's just been me and Scott and an engineer. And this is a place where we both feel really comfortable, you know, and, and there's no pressure at all. And uh, really, I feel like I've, I've heard Scott's voice differently than I've ever heard it in here um, just because his level of comfort is so high here. So I don't know what, where that's going to take us for the next step, but it definitely seems like a good thing for now. You yeah. know, I, I don't I don't want to crush that, whatever the next step is. But so the
0: the next record will also be with with Ruben. Yeah, with, we, we've already yeah. kind of started with him. Yeah, yeah
1: he's he's actually maybe reviewing some some of the stuff we've been doing. Yeah, and
0: you can bang something out in here and then send it over there. That's oh, yeah. one way to do day it. This day yeah. and age, yeah. 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 yeah,
1: it's all all he, that's accessible. Right, calls back, you know. Yeah. yeah, now and we've done this like and Loving You." We were in the room with Rick. We had we kind of figured out the songs we wanted to do. We did them all together in one studio. For uh Carpenter and Magpie and Dandelion, we did it, we did the record in Asheville, kind of remotely with Rick. That Rick is always like, what what do you feel is right? Yeah. And, and let me jump on board and help lift that up. Yeah, and so I like love you was like our first experience with him. So it was like boot camp. Yeah. It was like it was like boot like camp. We, we we just all just dug in. He was in the studio with us every day for nine, ten hours. I mean we just all dug in. And that was our initial meeting with Rick basically yeah, yeah. so everything since then has, has been like a working off that building block but yeah no, the true sadness it was the same thing mm-hmm. going back to Malibu mm-hmm. and doing it there so this one we were thinking exactly what the saying will tone change will will the spirit of the songs change if we do them right in our in our space and we think we think something's happening there that's not happened before <laughs> so
0: I told Joel a little while ago, I listened to your dad's, I don't know if it's his first record, but it was one of his records from mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah, it must have been the first one. Yeah. So. And now y'all are all on it. Yeah, your sister's on it. Yeah. You know, the whole record's 25 minutes long. Yeah. And <laughs> did you, that's because, you know, on iTunes it tells you like, Yeah. I thought, well, even even my ADD self can listen to that, you know. That's right. Minutes, I got
1: this. Yeah, I can do that.
0: But it was so, well, I can see where you guys got some of your influence because you can obviously can hear you singing but um but it's very religious very spiritual mm. i mean every to a, to a song every song was um which i didn't that, that i was like wow okay that's that's this was something that you could sing at the church mm-hmm. and so and, and i mean i didn't know that that's I, I suppose that was the way y'all were raised which is pretty common here in the south and sure and well,
1: our grandmother was a pianist in the church, and our grandfather was a minister. Was a minister, right? Yeah, you so, a dad. Yep. So, yep. yeah. so dad grew up. Because
0: they wrote an article about your dad in, in, in one of the one of the local papers, so uh, I read that.
1: Our dad is kind of the, the stereotypical rambunctious preacher's son
0: and i've met your dude i think oh I met him you at, did yeah. when I we were him, pearl jam yeah, at
1: ACL yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we were all going to watch pearl jam yes, yes. <laughs> yes. that's right we, yeah. we were scooting our but i didn't know he, I, I didn't know he made
0: music i didn't know yeah. he had a record on itunes that's that's i didn't right. know any i'm like oh here's their dad okay cool
1: what's up dad <laughs> right like i didn't and- hello lance <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on, come on, Mom. we got to go watch Pearl He's Cam. a welder, right? He's always, he he, he did, was a welder for all of well, our life. He had yeah, a, was a, like, well, he's a, a welder for 30 yeah, 35 years. He's not years.
0: on <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> lo yeah. and behold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a, you know, we, we call him a songster, but he was a musician when we were young. He played songs for us. He had a lot of records. Uh, he was in bands, and then life, I guess, demanded that he mm. get a, a better-paying job as the, the family grew. Yeah and that's yeah so he kind of came back to it it's pretty it's pretty neat he basically gave us the opportunity to to do this right. because he just paid everything forward yep. gave us a well said take this truck on your first tour you need something to drive go and so we took the truck uh, he always made sure we had what we needed if we had interest in it and in a in a, in a way you know we took off and he's He's able to do this thing, mm-hmm. so we're kind of exchanging dreams together. Because he, so, he,
0: you know. he, or maybe him and your mom, I guess, too, traveled around. One of you was born in Wyoming, I saw. Me, and so, yeah, I mean, that's so. just yeah, they were was a long ways from here. Yeah, yeah and
1: they they basically thing. paused that that sort of traveling life for our for me and Scott and Bonnie's for our upbringing. for our upbringing. And now, and now they're traveling again. You know, <laughs> Basically, Mom's selling merch for Dad, and they're just out there. Oh, he's like, on the road? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Gets better. He's driven. He's, he got to. As, Forget as, iTunes. As he, as he puts it. As he does puts it. Does he have a website it, uh, that works? He does. He does. Well, yeah. uh, it's, come, it's coming up. It's not it's working. It's coming up. It's not working. But he, as, he's, as he calls it, he's done a couple of laps around uh, around America. Yeah, yeah. Just him and Mom, you know, just in the Honda, going out and playing shows. It's just incredible. <laughs> so not a band. No, just him. Just him. He's, he's kind of a storyteller first, I would say. Uh, and and uh, like if you, Scott went and saw dad perform locally here uh, within the last year. And uh, Scott was texting me. I wasn't able to be there. And Scott's texting me, and Scott, he's, he's watching dad from, from the audience or from the wings. And, uh, it was like 20 minutes into the show, and Dad hadn't played a song yet because he was just talking. Well, before the thing, where they said, "Okay, I've got two 45-minute sets, so time's going to be—you know—there's so a, a curfew here. We got to do these. There's going to be an intermission." There was like 15 or 20 minutes in. I texted Seth and said, "Dad hasn't like, played one <laughs> yet. He's just—he's just talking, and he's got to get going with these songs, you know. And he doesn't even have any clue, but he just talks and loves—loves loves telling people. And he's got to. I mean, he's—he's he's a great storyteller. He make but, you get yeah. up there." No, I didn't. I was just watching that. I don't remember if I sang on that. We'll sing with him sometime, though. Yeah. Um, does he we, tour as Jim Avid? Yeah. Yeah. But we just we just uh, I don't know if it was like Avid Dad. No. Yeah. No. Avid Dad. Ava. We, Ava we just put out dad. a brand new record with him, though. This yeah. uh, Ava, the Avid Family record. This uh, another gospel record, and we that's just been released within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're we're hoping to to do some show, like some proper shows together. Oh, great. You know, for the record, but. with your sister. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How is Bob Crawford's daughter doing? I hope that's. Mm-hmm. An okay to question to ask. Sure, so, absolutely.
1: It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a daily conversation in our lives since 2011.
0: Yeah. So for the listener, Bob yeah. is y'all's bass player. Mm-hmm. And, Bob's been and with we, his longest. And, Right, and we met back when we all had dinner and met in Austin. And mm-hmm. then she, his daughter was diagnosed just shortly thereafter, and they right. they called the foundation and and I think we tried to help arrange some things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but that's good to hear. I didn't. Yeah,
1: yeah. She uh she recently had hip surgery. And so, and she just got the cast off Friday.
0: Yeah, his so it, daughter did. Yeah. How old yeah. is she?
1: Seven. She'll yeah. be. Oh seven. wow. She is seven. Or she's seven. Yeah, she's seven years old. So she was diagnosed right before she turned yeah, two. She would, you imagine. She's. I mean, she's. It's, she's surpassed, blown away all expectations. Yeah. You know, um, we watch doctors in the hospital just give the grimmest report. I mean, I'm, I'm in the room with Bob and Melanie and this little girl, watching, and I, you know, I don't know what validity they had, I don't know why, but it was just like black cloud and this little girl is just completely, like Seth said, just surpassed all all expectations. Yeah.
0: Well two things happen. One the the survival rate amongst children with cancer is much, much higher because the 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 likely, likelihood that they go on a clinical trial is is much, much greater. So that mm-hmm. oftentimes we know uh-huh. leads to a greater cure. <clears throat> but regardless of what they're going through therapy wise or surgery, kids just and I you know this is what I've just learned over 20 years of watching it. Kids just want to be kids. Yeah. So the, the doctor could be talking to the parents and the parents could be crying and the kids going, okay, where's the playroom yeah. or, you know, chemotherapy, you know, a, an adult gets chemotherapy. It's like, oh. They're laid up yeah. and they throw in uh, all of it. And the kid's like, all right, you know, what's, what's uh let's get a movie going. Let's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it yeah. just, they just want to keep, they got, the, they got their priorities straight. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something to it. Like I, I, well, that's good to hear. That's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's just this this day. Yeah, thing. one day at a time for sure. But they're they're rocking and rolling. Well, We've we get learned so much. Five wrongly. years, I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, and she's she, they had a re like they say they had a relapse, I guess, or a, uh, they had surgery again in two thousand thirteen. So she's mm-hmm. coming up on the fifth year. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's there's been so much love and yeah. and goodness that's come out of this terrifying, good. terrifying. Good. Yeah. And you know the deal. There's never. There won't be a, a day where it's like oh she's good to go you know like that's it's just a it's a constant conversation right. that I actually and, do know the deal, the deal yeah right that's what I'm saying like, <laughs> and they're they're all they're always reassessing um, it's always it's really always fascinating when, when if you're around and you see someone ask Bob how his daughter's doing because then he'll just start rocking some just medical jargon that people like <laughs> you don't even, it, right. his, like, his knowledge has gone through the roof over it and so is his wife Melanie's and uh, I mean they've just I mean the, speaking of surpassing any expectation they they have both just uh, really led. Really led the charge with Hallie and we we we're learning from them every day. Well, as a parent,
0: yeah. I mean, do you have kids, Scott? I do I have three. Yeah, so it it, I mean, you can't imagine a two year old. Mm-hmm. Well, that you know.
1: Yeah, we we were experiencing it together. Like I had a three year old, he had a two year old. We experienced it together. So.
0: I, I I couldn't I couldn't keep it together.
1: No, and and Bob, you know, the the. the and I was using this two nights ago, and we were in Augusta playing a show. And we just had a, a one, we've had a couple wonderful weekends of shows just lately. We just we go and play, and you you put your instrument on, and there's there's way less fog in, in the mind about why am I here. Mm. You know why you're here. You know who you are to these people, and you know what you came to do. And uh, Bob, the experience around Bob um, taught us he was you know he was off the stage. We didn't have him. Right. For about a year, it was very rare that he was on stage when he started making it back to stage and really just coming back. That was that first, the first bit of that lesson. You're not guaranteed this, right? Tonight might be the last night. You know the deal, yep. you do know the deal, yep. and it's uh, that is so rings so true right now. Like yeah. two nights ago, I was up there just thinking, Man, this thinking about Chris, exactly. thinking about that. Yep. I'm going, We. We are, we are living right now. Yeah. Yeah. And think of, you know, that
0: year that he was away for Bob, I mean, you're obviously dealing with a a person that he loves as much as anything in the world, and he's also not doing the thing that he loves. Right.
1: So it's a double. Well, that was tough. That was yeah. tough. Navigating that. I mean, if you just said, tough. "Yeah,
0: you got a broken leg, you got to stay home." Right. Well, that would suck. I mean, he would that would be tough. But then, you know, it's different thing. Yeah, It right. would
1: have It was super complex. And and there was no precedent for it. There was no template for it that we could study. We couldn't really ask anybody as business owners as as running our business as as a band and also as his closest friends, he being one of our closest friends, it was like Scott and I and Bob, we were all kind of riding it as we went. And after a year, Re- really, some really interesting things started happening in terms of realizing that, you know, at first letting him know, you do what you got to do, man. Take as much time as you need. Like that ended up getting turned around to where it was like we really needed to start to communicate to him at some point. Like we we need you, you know. Like we we need you back, you know. We like we're we're um, he was doing the same. Know. He was communicating to us. Yeah. I'm yeah. my I'm here for my daughter, but for me to be the best parent I can be, I got to get back out there on stage. Yeah. Right. So, George Strait, you know, he went yeah. through a terrible tragedy and. I'm read, reading a little bit about that. Eventually, oh, I didn't know he that. had to get back. He lost a, a child early on, and I think that eventually he had to get back on stage. And now, you know, yeah, and there's he's always going to leave him. No, and this I mean, there with him. It was, it was so there so weird. To, and, yeah, 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 Robert Plant, mm-hmm. but Neil pert Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, the the list goes on and on, on and on. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, knock on wood. But yeah. it's a crazy thing. Like we we're talking earlier about about Chris and, and work and his dedication to work. Like you know, you got to work. You got to work. Yeah. Like at the at the end of the day. Uh, in all these situations, all these challenging situations that that we come across, and um, even the most dire, uh, at some point it's like I need to I need to contribute. Right. I need to, I need to work. I need to, to do my thing, you know. And, uh, and my
0: boy Joe Kwan, how's he? He's good. Is he?
1: Yeah. He's a
0: he. That might have been how I met y'all because I I don't know I how somehow is. I got I I, we followed each other probably on Twitter and started communicating. Or you guys were yeah. he hit me up like, yeah, I'm in this band.
1: Joe is just He's 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 just a, 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 a he just wants to serve those he loves and yeah. he loves everybody. <laughs> he is just one of the greatest men you'll ever know. And he's got a big energy. Yeah, he does. He does. We're very very lucky to know him and be, yeah. friend, be friends with him. Great musician, yeah. great chef. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he knows food and he, he knows can what he's make doing great in food. the kitchen, man. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right For on. sure. At the grill and in the kitchen, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, um, this has been great. I don't want to be the guy that begs for a song, but oh, if we. We, we if, should do one. If, yeah, if, yeah, we can do, do a song. If There's one, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know the listeners would would love it. Yeah, I wish I had <laughs>
2: Foot of the bed to the cold Neapolitan sky, from the back of my mind to the front of this tired disguise. What's with this moment? What's with this feeling? What's with January and the locks on the door? How will I make my escape? How will I find what I'm looking for? From the memory of the walk, from the pyramid of cans to the car. From the tender touch of your lips to the straps slipping off of your hips. What's with this moment? What's with this feeling? What's with January and the locks on the door? How will I make my escape? How will I find what I'm looking for? Hospitals and lobby lust in all of its disgust Love was never blind, but I was Hospitals and lobby lust Truth in all of its disgust Love was never blind, but I was the glue on them letters written to you from the start of the affair to the last kiss we would share what's with this moment what's with this feeling what's with january and the locks on the door how will i make my escape how will i find what i'm looking for Lobby lust, truth in all of its disgust. Love was never blind, but I was. Hospitals and lobby lust was truth in all of its disgust. Love was never blind, but I was.
0: Scott Seth, thank you so much. It's Our been pleasure. Great to know you these years, and thank you, Lance. Thanks for you letting too, me barge man. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime. Lance. Yeah, good luck yeah. with everything. All good right, we'll see you see soon. soon. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like, uh, like I said at the top of the show, if you have anything you want to say. If you have a suggestion, please, God knows I need suggestions, um, or questions, or concerns, or criticisms, or whatever, let me know. Send me an email. Send it to theforwardpodcast at com. I know it's long. I know it's a little confusing. The Forward Podcast at we do W-E-D-U, sport, singular, com. The Forward Podcast at wedosport.com.